This is Amplify, a podcast for people that want to crush life by learning from the minds of high performers. So take a deep breath in and get ready to become more, live more, and give more. Welcome to the Amplify podcast. It's John Templeton here. I'm here with Luke McGuire. Now, Luke uh, has an incredible story we're going to dive into. And the topic we're going to cover is really about, about being rich and being happy. You know, it's, 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 it's easy. Or is it? I don't know. We're going to find out soon. So a little bit about Luke. Um, Luke, he's a friend of mine. He lives here on the Gold Coast and he really is an IT developer. Is that mm. what you would say? IT developer. He built some incredible software at a young age. That was after his incredible story, which is how he even got started. Um, made, made a lot of money and has gone on to do incredible things. He's been featured in a number of publications globally um, for what he's done as an entrepreneur, but also what he's done as a philanthropist and giving back. So Luke, Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. What's up, everyone? Good to see everyone here today and appreciate your time and your time. I'm always uh, looking forward to doing every chat with you. It's always motivating for me and hopefully you guys get something out of this as well. Yeah, they will. They absolutely will. I have no doubt. So, Luke, let's let's find out a little bit more about you. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. As a person, where did, where did this journey... So, just so you know, Luke rocked up at, at my place today in a Lamborghini. There'll be some footage of that at some point. Um, you know, that for, how old are you? Uh, I just turned 30 recently, but I bought that a couple of years ago. And like, as we'll jump into it later, that was one thing I thought that was going to make me the happiest person in the world, but it did for maybe a couple of weeks, but then that dopamine hit goes away. And it's not true happiness as um, I'm sure people say money doesn't buy you happiness. So I think we'll talk a bit, a little bit about that type of stuff today, but, uh, yeah, for but sure. yeah, but it's cool. It's fun, but uh, it does, it's not the, be all and end all of happiness and which I once thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I will definitely, definitely talk about that because to be in your late twenties and have a Lamborghini, mm. millions of dollars, nice big house. Mm. I mean, for a lot of people that would just change their lives to have that level of, I want to call it like security. Cause you know, money provides some kind of security, sure. right? Sure. Exactly. But it, your, your life hasn't always been that way. Your, your family aren't mm. super rich, nothing like that. No, no. So you went to school here? Yeah, so I went to school here. I went to a school, uh, basically my family, they did everything they could to try to put as much money they could together to send me to a good school. I never really saw my dad too much growing up. He was always traveling as an event manager around, uh, around Australia and around the world. Um, I went to uh, a great school here on the Gold Coast. Uh, it's called Somerset College from preschool to uh, when I finished school. However, I was very basic at everything, very plain, very didn't, get good grades. I was the class clown. I didn't really enjoy anything. Um, I scraped through everything. And uh, when I finished school, uh, I got an OP 17, which for those in Queensland here, um, know that that's a pretty horrible uh, score to get. <laughs> and you can't really get into any um, university degrees um, of much substance really uh, with an OP 17. Um, so from there, I did go to uh, Bond University, which is a private university here because i thought that's what i had to do and um, i don't know if you want me to jump into that part of the story yeah look i mean so, so you you would say you flunked school basically flunked school. Yeah, it's a common, common story yeah. common story for entrepreneurs what what was it about your personality you didn't have fun Were you, was your mind racing and wanting to do other things yeah i guess it was like i, I found from a very young age that if i wasn't 
interested in something, I would not try at all. My attention wouldn't be there. Um, later in life, I did get diagnosed with ADHD. I was going to say, yeah. did they label you? <laughs> uh, not at school though, which, but when I was much later in life, when I, when I started making some money, having these impulsive decisions of traveling or Lamborghinis or whatever it might be, I then um, went to a psychiatrist and then I did all these tests and got uh, diagnosed with ADHD, which in my opinion was one of the best things. I'm so happy I've got it. Essentially what ADHD is, it's a dopamine. Your body doesn't produce as much dopamine as it should uh, for rewarding tasks. So you're either, if you're very into something, you're going to excel at it. If you're not into something at all, you're not going to even do it or think about it. And because you're not going to get the dopamine reward system. Correct. Right. Um, which can be a blessing and it also can be a curse. So, but, um, I was not aware of this throughout school. I thought I just hated everything. Right. <laughs> so, um, uh, but yeah, so basically flunked everything. There was nothing I was really interested in. I did love playing tennis. So that was the one good thing I was good at was playing tennis and I thought that was where my career was going to go um, to be a tennis player um, but then I had a major injury broke my jaw broke my AC and then that kind of cancelled that dream so then I did the what my school taught me to do which was go to university so um, ended up doing that but we can talk about that in a minute yeah 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 so well so I mean to go from an athletic athlete career mm. to what you're doing now what was this injury um, the injury that happened so uh, I broke my jaw um, in my face and then I also broke my ankle while playing tennis. So I was running, oh. running back and um, stepped on a tennis ball, completely tore, um, that my, broke my ankle. Um, so that, got, that, was, that had me out of playing tennis for about a year and then I tore my AC uh, joint in my shoulder. So the tendon that holds your shoulder to your collarbone, um, if, I ever, if I took my shirt off, which I won't do because it'll scare everyone got a bit of a dad bod happening at the minute but um there's a my, my shoulder really sticks out here so it basically stopped me from being able to play tennis properly um ever again so yeah um i still have a hit now just, just as fun but uh um but at that time that, the only thing i was good at that got taken away from me i was then probably one I, there's a few times in life i can i could say i was probably depressed and that was one of the times that i mm. felt truly depressed and i really didn't know what to do um and i was very scared at that point of time, not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. And I didn't want to just get a job that, mm. um, that, that was secure or that would pay me um, for, for the time investing, right? Mm. If I'm, because again, if I'm not interested in something, I'm not going to strive for it. I'm not going to do well at it. So it was a real journey to actually figure out what I actually enjoyed. Was this, so when you were in this state of, I get what you mean, you, when you can pick points in your life, when you're genuinely in a depressed state mm. and, and you feel like there's no meaning to life mm. was bond university after that, or was your sort of entrepreneurial uh, what came? Yeah. So I guess, I guess, um, well, I went to bond, um, purely, purely because, um, at bond you can, if you have the money to be able to go there, um, the OP doesn't matter as much. Um, but, uh, I got a giant hex debt, a giant uni debt, um, and it ended up being around a hundred grand after the couple of years um, of not paying anything off it. But uh, I went there, got the degree in um, in business. So I did business marketing and entrepreneurship. Um, and when I did that degree, all I really learned was how to party and how to drink beer and how to talk to girls. I really again wasn't interested. <laughs> I wasn't interested in too much in the actual degree either. I was, and I think it was because my mindset was I'm just doing this because just to get a business degree is something good to have on paper. I wasn't, it wasn't I, part of a structured plan to make no. millions. It was like one foot in front of the other. This kind of makes sense. Now. Yeah. It's, it's just buying time and it'll just get me something. Then it'll get me an achievement. And my school basically um, told you, you need to go to uni 
to get a good job to then succeed in life. Um, so again, I barely, barely passed university. I did get my degree though, but then again, I was left in the same position I was before where I applied for 80 different jobs. And I was going into so many different places, even, even to try to be a Red Bull can guy that would give out Red Bulls um, as a marketing type, hopefully a foot in the door to be in the marketing department. And everyone said no. Um, so I was like, well, what do I do now? This has to be something I can do. And if no one's going to employ me, what can I start for myself? And the one subject that I did enjoy at university was internet marketing. Uh, it was a brand new subject and they gave us $500 for this group assignment to go to a local business uh, and do Facebook ads for that local business. At school, at uh, university. At university. They... It was, and I'd never heard of Facebook ads. Facebook was, just, was kind of just taking over MySpace at the time. So we got, got given this budget and then we got to learn the very, it was very, it was very primitive back then, very wow. basic. Um, but I learned how to do Facebook ads um, at a very basic level then. And I was like, well, this is cool. What if I can start my own business going into local businesses and telling them that they need to be on Facebook? Um, so I started doing that. I had nothing else to lose. I was working in a car park once a fortnight parking cars. And in my spare time, I was going into businesses telling them they need to be on Facebook. And I would just get laughed at nine out of 10 times, probably not probably 99 out of a hundred times because they were saying <laughs> Facebook's for kids. It's not for that. It's not for, um, it's not for businesses. It's just like MySpace. Why we don't need to be on this. Um, but I would just keep on going. And then a few people started to say, yes, we, we will give, we'll give it a try. Were you, were you doing this out of desperation or could you see the future that these businesses had to be there at this stage? Well, after I got my, initially it was out of desperation. I was like, I was really scared. I was really sad, but I'd always had a, had a thing for computers. I'd always loved, um, being on my computer and, mm -hmm. and and the idea of working from home and i started following internet marketers online at this period of time um and then i actually picked up this one course um and I, if any of you guys have dabbled in internet, i'm gonna get ty lopez yeah no it wasn't his okay. one. he wasn't around <laughs> back then as much as it was he actually started his um business through a dating um a dating website he started that's how he got big wow well, maybe we can talk about that later it's a pretty <laughs> funny story but um i bought, purchased this um product on how to rank sites in google um and when i did that i got I, I, someone taught me to uh if you're going to be selling anything sell something that people need not some not something that people want and my uh, first product i ever sold online was an affiliate marketing product um on how to cure a yeast infection out of all things and i had no idea even what a yeast infection was but there was this um i saw this product that this doctor wrote he wrote this ebook on this natural ways to cure a yeast infection there was thousands of people searching this term a month so I ranked a site for that and put an affiliate link. So when people purchase through my link, I got paid 50% of whatever the sale was. And I was like, wow, I just made that money in bed on a product that I have no idea let's, about. Let's, a lot of people might not know what even affiliate marketing yeah. is. Like the world, the technological world is growing fast. Yeah. And so can you explain to people what, what affiliate marketing is and how it works? Yeah, for sure. So um, affiliate marketing is essentially just, if you have a business, a product or a service, uh, or on the flip side, if you're looking to try to make an income online, but you don't have your own product or service, affiliate marketing is basically a referral program. So it's one of the ways I've really exponentially um, expanded my business. So uh, what, what essentially is it's a referral program. So you, if you wanted to sell any of my products, you can jump on, click a link on, on my website, and it will generate a special link for you. Anyone that then clicks on that link 
uh, and purchases my product through your the link they've just clicked on, you get 50% of the sale. Uh, and you, I deliver the product, I give full support. And essentially every product online, there are referral pro programs for everything on Amazon, Sony TVs, you can do physical products and tangible products. Um, I'm not sure if you've got any any um, affiliate products set up on yours yet. Um, when I when I speak on other people's mm -hmm. stages, it's all run through. Yeah, this. correct. Yeah. So um, it's it's just a really great way. So instead of you putting all of the marketing efforts in to try to make sales um, yourself, you can open up an affiliate program. Uh, which is essentially again just a referral program for thousands of others to then promote your products. Um, and then you, you just give them a percentage of that sale. And again, it's all automatically done. Uh, and over the past couple of years, I've now become the number one vendor in the world on JVZoo, which is JVZoo is one of, um, it's an Inc. 5000 company in America. Um, and they're the largest uh, um, affiliate marketing uh, site in my space in the world. So that was pretty cool to be able to do that all for my basic, basically for my bedroom. Over the yeah. Past few years. So, um, so ultimately it's affiliate marketing is like, if I, if I owned a beauty salon, and I could, I could have these people that go out for me mm -hmm. and find clients and bring the clients into my beauty salon. Mm -hmm. And those people that go out and find the clients, they're the affiliates mm -hmm. and I pay them a percentage, right? Correct. Exactly right. Yeah. And it works for any type of business. And it's just a way that, um, you'll have other people working for your business while you sleep along with any, and along with any marketing you do yourself. And then you keep hundred percent for anything you do. But uh, when you have thousands of people pushing your product, pushing your brand, um, you can make a lot, a lot of money very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and it incentivizes other people to do so as well because they make a lot of money as well for a product they don't need to create. Mm. Like I said, for that first example, I promoted- The yeast infection. Yeah, a doctor that studied, he had his whole life dedicated to this one book and I can then take advantage and be a part of that just by sending traffic by ranking a simple site in Google. So, so you um, built like a, a one pager. It was just a simple one pager. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So while I was learning that I then dabbled um, in getting in local marketing, which is where my business uh, kind of then went into software. So I, I started local marketing. So clients started saying yes to me. They wanted to be on Facebook. They wanted to be, um, have a social media presence. And I started working. I've got a few really great clients, um, I don't know if it was luck or I don't know if it was me just hustling, but uh, guys like Lee Kernigan, I don't know if you guys know who Lee Kernigan is. He's a, Australia's number one, number one country music artist, been Australian of the year. You probably know some of his old classics if you YouTubed him. Uh, Matt Hayden, he was a, uh, probably Australia's best batsman uh, of all time in cricket. Um, and a few people like this that were really into the creative side and wanting, wanting to try new things. And, mm. Um, this was before social media marketing was really a term and there wasn't really any agencies back then. So uh, I got in there at a good time. And I remember my um, ex-partner, she would wake up every single day at like 4am, 5am to post to Instagram at prime time, for example. And I would be like, can't you just schedule this? Can't, can't like, isn't there a way you can schedule this content to Instagram? She's like, no, babe. I can, I can, I have to wake up now. It's where my audience is most active over in America, blah, blah, blah. And I started getting having too many clients, right? To have multiple iPhones to post their all their Instagrams at different times. So I was like, how can I automate this, right? How can I figure out a way that I can schedule this content? Because back then there was no way to do so. So then uh, I, I saw these guys 
uh, these two internet marketers that I followed, they had uh, they, they launched a software that did over $700,000 in five days. And I was like, how the hell did they do so many sales in such a short period of time? And how do you create software? So uh, at this point, I was like, how, how, I've got this great idea for Instagram, scheduling content, posting from your computer and automating that process. Uh, and then I asked these guys that did this software launch if they could mentor me. They told me it was going to cost me 40 grand. They told me it was going to cost a percentage of the launch if we did it together. And I had nothing to lose. I was still just getting by with my local business. I wasn't really making too much money. And I didn't have enough time anymore because I was undercharging. And over, um, I, was, I, had, I was giving them too much of my time. So then I sold my car, moved back in with the family um, and just took a risk with these guys. Um, they so told, so yeah. let's, let's get this straight. Mm. You'd saved some money mm-hmm. and you had a car and you were kind of like doing okay, but you're working your ass off. Mm-hmm. And then you went, I'm going to sell everything mm-hmm. and I'm going to give these guys that I don't really know 40 grand mm-hmm. and they're going to get a percentage of it. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds crazy, but I saw... Oh, I love it. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> crazy, but I saw them that had the results that... I was excited. I was really excited about the internet marketing space. And again, if I'm into something, I'm, I'm all in. I'm either all in or I'm all out, right? And I thought, you know what? What do I have to lose? I guess I have this money to lose in the car noise, but I can make that back. But on the flip side, taking this risk, uh, and I, it's an educated risk. And I think I think this idea that I've got would be a great solution. And I feel like if I have this problem, a lot of people will have this problem as well. So we did it and we sold it. And then that software did over a million dollars in launch week alone um, in sales. And I was just blown away with how literally in that one week, so much happened. So many people had that, saw, saw the need for the product that I just created. And I was like, wow. So this is when I was at, then at a crossroads again. Do I keep on working with local clients or do I then keep on working on new softwares to help a much, much larger audience? Um, and that's what I decided to do was take my business and take it over into software development to help people uh, automate things in the, in the social media world. Because um, again, there's a lot of things I used to hate and they were very boring. And again, if I'm not into something, I'm not going to do it. So how do I automate it? Basically, my full-time job became how do I make things lazy for myself and for other people and uh, automate it into a way that can make people money and save them a lot of time. Now, you you, you settle that mm. and I made a million dollars in launch week like it's nothing. To some people, they won't earn that in the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, some of that was absorbed by your mentors. Mm-hmm. Um and I know, I know in business money just seems to disappear. So you get, you get yeah. left with some. Mm-hmm. How hard was that process? Because I mean, building IT, doing a launch, I mean, we, late nights, early mornings, was it pretty easy? Did the mentors have it all frameworked for you or did you have to figure it out? Yeah, no, it was, it was really interesting in one sense because I could tell, but it took about three, four months of me then mentoring me. And I could tell these guys were making so much more money than I paid them. In my mind, I was giving them everything I had. So I expected all of their time. They were making that much money, 40, 40 grand a week. So me in their eyes probably wasn't the, they, they were thinking, Oh, well, we'll just give them a bit of our time. So it was this weird, um, like we weren't on the same page, but it, it was good. I look in hindsight. I love that it was that way. Cause it really forced me to step up mm-hmm. um, and really work on things myself and find things out myself mm-hmm. and then have them double check it for me. And I think that's, um, I think sometimes when we get given the exact formula for free or, or it's like, here you go, just do this. It can sometimes make us 
well, we'll, we'll be like, we'll do that later. We or, don't value it. We don't value it at yeah. all. If you get things for free, we don't value it. You know, when you actually work for something or you invest in something, then you mentally go, okay, I need to then actually go forward with this. Right. And I often see this with my clients mm -hmm. and my customers, customers that pick up some of my cheaper products, like that 40, 50 bucks, they're excited for a week, but then the dopamine hits gone and then they buy the next new thing. And it's always just this shiny object syndrome. Whereas, um, my customers that purchase my courses, my more, they're a bit more expensive, um, 500 bucks, a thousand dollars. Um, but they, they're the ones that truly actually action what I teach. And I see them get results so much quicker, so much faster. And they're just more invested because they've yeah. invested, they've got more skin in the game. Yeah. I always say to people like, you know, more skin in the game. Absolutely. I look at someone's bank account and mm -hmm. I can see what they care about more in their lives. Mm -hmm. And if there's, $5 here and there going to some kind of course or program or book. I'm like, no. And then you've got people that are paying, you know, $10,000 um, for like a three month course. I'm like, yeah, this person's committed. They're going to, they're the person that's the horse I'm going to back in the race. Yeah. Correct. You correct. Know? And it's quite, and it's really interesting just on this topic, how we're in this world now where it's the, like, there's just so much self help out there. Right. And it's, it's almost becoming a sense of entertainment. I always tell people on my webinars every week, don't watch this just to feel good that you've done something good for yourself and then just go watch the next interesting motivational YouTube video or webinar, whatever it might be. Action something after you watch because otherwise it's just like Netflix. You're just, we're just watching these videos to feel good about ourselves but then nothing changes yeah. because we're not doing anything to make ourselves better or grow. We're just, we, we know what to do but we don't do it. So um, I always tell people to take some action some form of action after one of these things, right? <laughs> Take massive action. Yeah. I would rather someone took massive action uneducated rather than just sought education their whole mm -hmm. life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because from action, you're going to fall over. It's going to fucking hurt and mm -hmm. you're going to learn something. Exactly right. And it's good to get those punches. You know, I think that's the other thing. People are always pushing their happiness way into the future. You know, people will look at, look at happiness as like, when I get that car, when I get that girlfriend or when I get that house or once I've made X amount and then when they get it, they realize they're usually not that happy. So they push that, that flag further ahead and then they, they, they never live in the now. So while it's great to have these goals to be happy for all these things, figuring out how to then be present in the moment and be happy with what you have now is just as important because you often find the journey is always better than the actual outcome at the end, right? So this is a realization I'm guessing you've had kind of in the last few years? Yeah, definitely in the last few years, you know. Um, when I first met you, I, that, that was at a time where I was probably 26 when I just first I was living in this multi-million dollar house. I had my, uh, I had all these cars, like supercars. I, I had millions of dollars in the bank and, and, and from everyone else's eyes, they thought I was absolutely killing it. Um, and I was in this, and it was this strange, because I never had money really prior. My family never had money. Um, and I was in this really strange part of my life where I was doing things that I thought I had to do for the per looking at other people in my space, like the, like the Ty Lopez's and those type of guys that are buying all these cars and having these crazy parties and having all these girls around and living this false life that everyone else's validation where internally I was more lost than when I had nothing and I wasn't happy. And I felt, I felt really confused on why aren't I happy when I've got everything mm. anyone could ever want um, so it was a really big realization point in my life of what am I doing and how do I then figure out how to fix this type of thing? Right. So it was quite a, 
quite an interesting time mm. then. So actually what I then did was I pulled myself into a psychiatrist and I said, I know this is probably going to sound selfish and greedy and, and weird, but I've got all this stuff. Everyone thinks I'm living this crazy life, but I'm constantly looking for the next thing and I'm never happy with the, with the right now. And that's when I learned a lot about myself. I learned about my, um, my ADHD, how that, uh, how, how my brain works compared to the dopamine cycle. Yeah. The dopamine cycles, um, reward, how, and then how to really learn about like emotional intelligence. If uh, a lot of guys out here, if, you, if any guys are watching this, learn about emotional intelligence can really change um, the way you look at yourself and your entire life. So that was really interesting. I learned things as well that like, even with ex-partners, I would, I would start fights. Um, my ex to my ex from, uh, 2015 or 16, I think it was. Um, she had ADHD as well, and I didn't know I had it. So when two people have ADHD in, in a relationship, it really, it's really hard to make it work, especially if you both don't know you have it, because we were just always looking for dopamine hits. So we we'd start fights over nothing, being like, "Why didn't you close the door?" And we'd fight because it would release dopamine. But your body doesn't know. Um, what's good and bad it'll just release dopamine. it just wants the, bio, right. the biological hit yeah correct so learning learning about that learning about myself learning that true true happiness comes from within not from external things well it's it is great and easy to have nice houses and financially be free it that the dopamine hit still does leave and you become conditioned whenever you get anything external you become conditioned and you get rid of it um and sorry, the dopamine hit just leaves. So uh, to get internal happiness was a true, um, it was a bit of a journey to figure out how to do it, but I'm finally there now, I think. So, so what's your, you said, you know, I'm finally there now, I think. What would be your formula for happiness? Like a millionaire's formula to happiness, what would you say? Mm -hmm. And I think this is the biggest thing as well in terms of how to actually make money in any form um, of uh, business that you're looking at doing. For me, I found for me, and I think this will be for a lot of people as well, is that my true happiness comes from helping other people. When I see other people happy, when I see something that I've done make an impact on someone else's life, uh, that really resonates with me and gives me a real true internal uh, happiness. I remember this one time I was in Las Vegas speaking at this event at uh, Mandalay Bay and this lady was there. And after I finished speaking, she was waving at me and she came over to me and then she had this iPad and she went like this to me. And then she said, come. So then I followed her outside and then she was playing the iPad and, and the iPad said, hi, Luke, um, I've been one of your customers for many years. Just so you know, I don't actually have a voice box, so I'm unable to speak. But from what you've been able to teach me, I've been able to make a full-time income online from home where previously I was completely unemployed and um." And not, not, not essentially not employable, and you've been able to change my life. And I just started crying. Always, I, just, I get goosebumps now when I think about this stuff. And I then looked at how I use internet marketing as the vehicle to deliver what my passion is, which is helping other people. And uh, when people are, all, whenever, when anyone ever says, "How do I make money?" I always say, "Change your mindset from how do I make money from me." So how do I provide as much value to others as possible? And money will always be a byproduct of value. So uh, I think having that as your main goal in any form of business, that's a way to get true happiness. For me personally, I find experiences in life. If I think of experiences, a good experience in life, whether it's travel, whether it's just sitting on the beach with someone special, whatever it might be, 
the experiences are what truly makes me happy when I really, when I rethink about them. Uh, and I, I look back at my life and I said, what actually makes me happy and what gives me a feeling of happiness right now? Experiences for me, but that, again, that could be different for everyone. But I think for everyone, what about you? Would you say? Yeah, I think to, to it's like, like what makes you happy when you truly think about something to be it's living experience. it's living with your with your values and like you said it could be different for different people so if you value travel and quality time with people and you can reflect on that and be like wow that was really magical you get that feeling of like fulfillment and happiness uh and you see contribution mm -hmm. and if if you've ever followed any of um any of any of the greats it will always come back to two things really which is growth like progress progress is happiness mm -hmm. when we're moving forward and contribution mm -hmm. helping exactly. other people yeah and i think the other thing as well is that when hard times come i used to then try to almost avoid them i think everyone does we have our automatic brain and then we have our conscious brain right how we're like we literally are trying to run away from things that might be hard or scared and we always try to find the easy a body goes to the easiest way to avoid something or to, or, or to not have to go through the pain but sometimes going through the pain is what you need. And, no, and I think another big thing I've realized is every negative thing in my life that's happened, in hindsight, I look back on it, back at it, and I, and I love that it's happened. It makes me happy that it's happened mm -hmm. because it wouldn't have got me to forced where I grow. Yeah, it's literally forces you to grow. But only the times that I've faced those horrible things head on and then just gone with the punches. Feelings, if you, don't, if you don't have the negative feelings, you'll never have the positive ones, right? And vice versa. So whenever I'm going through a rubbish time in my life i just think you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna love this point at some point in the future and rather than stopping now and giving up i'm gonna get through it because the only time you fail in life is when you stop if you keep on going you know it's not failing you just find other ways not um, on how not to do it until you find the way to succeed in whatever it is you're doing right um so yeah so i think i kind of tangent in there a little bit yeah no good tangent good tangent so obviously you made bank you you you've you realize that wasn't everything you have got some formulas now for fulfillment what's fulfilling you at the moment what do you do for work now like right now i mean are you, are you working today are you working yeah correct so i'm actually moving house today which is going to be a bit of a mission but um i still again it's still what satisfies me in life is seeing other people's seeing how i can create something that can help other people's lives so right now i'm working on uh two new softwares um, one is for TikTok, so it's going to be the. Uh, I guess it's the first time I've actually shared this, so it's going to be the. <laughs> it's going to be the first uh, software in the world to allow you to uh, post, schedule, uh, and go viral and auto engage on TikTok. So uh, TikTok again, I think people are thinking it's just for kids that are dancing around to music and doing weird things like that, but there is a way to market on it. Uh, in my industry. Uh, I think any business, if you catch a trend before it starts or when it's starting, you can really take advantage of that and make a lot of money very quickly when you catch trends. Yes, I was so, going to say, if you want to make money, see where the future's going and get there first. Yeah, correct. So, um, and that's what I always put my ensure my fingers on the pulse of my industry to know uh, how I can then help people um, with how the market changes because it does mark change so fast. And, you know, people get scared. They say, you know, internet marketing oh there's too many people that are already in the space but if you the, 
if your finger's not on the pulse and you don't know what's working now, what, hap what happened in six months in a year's time, it might be a total different way, which always gives opportunities for people to be into the, to get into the internet marketing world, whether it's local marketing, e-commerce, drop shipping, affiliate marketing, um, there's always new opportunities. And again, internet marketing is literally two things. It's a traffic source and an offer. And when you know what your traffic source is, whether it's Facebook ads, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram stories, whether it's shout outs from, um, from influencers, whatever it might be, a traffic source and an offer that matches, that's an internet marketing business, that's it. Um, and I think sometimes people really overcomplicate that. So while I've got that one software and another software I've got made for Instagram happening, uh, my other focus now is constantly just giving uh, I do weekly webinars, so every single week uh, I do webinars just teaching people for free, pure value webinars, because again, seeing people um, pick up my softwares, implement them and seeing how they can implement them in all their types of businesses. You know, I have people from doctors to surgeons um, to sport um, therapists. We've got this people, UNICEF has a bunch of my softwares that use them. It's crazy. And I just love to see how people's lives and how they implement them. So with the softwares, my webinars that I'm doing, um, obviously moving house, I would love to be traveling right now, but obviously <laughs> it's not uh, a possibility, but that, and then along with giving back, um, cause again, I'm, I'm, while I love to give back throughout my software and my, my, um, my webinars that I do and my trainings, uh, I will also like to physically give back um, to people. So every year um, I always try to do at least uh, four or five big things for big people. Like I, get, I bought my mama her first brand new uh, luxury car about two years ago. Um, last year I fed 3000 people over the Ramadan period. Um, and then the year before last, we gave 700 families Christmas presents who couldn't give their kids Christmas. So we're always trying to do something um, for uh, the people around us because again, um, you'll find, and I had to find this out the hard way. I thought money was going to make me happy and it's not, it's not the case. It doesn't make you happy. It does make life easier, but it's not going to be the thing that gives you the absolute happiness you think it will. Yeah. It, it almost, pill. yeah, it almost is going to create more problems and hurdles than, um, and if you can get over those hurdles, then it's absolutely amazing. But if you get to the position that I was in when I bought all this stuff and then was so depressed in myself and that was a big hurdle that I had to get over as well, but I'm happy I did. <laughs> so if we look at, look, if we look at all areas of life mm. and I've got, I've got nine, but it breaks out to 11. What, what is the, if I, I'll list some for you, but what's the most challenging area of life that you find at the moment? So if it, there's like purpose and I'll, I'll rattle some off. You tell mm. me which ones like purpose and contribution, relationships, love and intimacy, mm. health of the mind and body, uh, recreation and leisure, um, wealth. I'm guessing that's not, not, not a hard one for you. Um, family and tribe, which, which of those is like, is tough. I'd say the health, the health of the mind and body. Yeah. Um, and, 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 the, and relationships in one sense, you know, it's quite interesting. Many years ago when I went through that phase of just um, partying and trying to be the man and thinking everyone, <laughs> I had to imp impress everyone. Yeah, stupid like Wolf of Wall Street wannabe. Um, and I literally um, had all these friends, but they weren't really there because of who I was. And I probably wasn't showing who I was really because I was trying to be this wannabe party animal, Hugh Hefner guy, right? So, um and it's always interesting to figure out why people are in my life, you know, and, the, 
And that, that's the other thing. When you start making a lot of money, people will use you. People will take advantage of you. People will come in and you might think they have the best intentions ever. So how do you vet people depending on um, like what are their true intentions and, and why are they around you, you know? And you'll often find as well that um, if you're anything like me, you love helping people, you often find um, you try to pick up the people as well that are having a horrible time in their life. But you'll find as well, sometimes people don't really want to change. And then you'll often end up trying to solve other people's problems um, when they truly don't want to solve them themselves. They'll say they do, but they're not actioning anything to do that. And then when you take on their negative um, energy, you then start to uh, almost face these same problems that they have. So learning to, to, to be there for people but, and what their intentions are, but not actually absorbing uh, and being an empath and taking on their negative energy there. Um, and then I guess as well, in um, the I think the mind's always constantly developing, right? So figuring out what my next step is, why am I doing it? What is the intent? What is the outcome that I want from it? Um, and I think I'm always going to be learning about my mind. I think it's something that every, every six months I go back and see my psychiatrist and we talk about what I've learned or how my mind's grown. Um, learn. I think that's a massive thing that I always having having to be learning. It's always interesting with my psychiatrist. He's the one guy that will just break me. He'll, I'll walk in there. He'll make me feel that um, that I've done well, but then he'll absolutely school me on how much more I have to learn. You know, and I think that's a big thing as well. People are really scared about talking about mental health and mental health. If I, I it's changed my life learning about myself, and I love talking about it, and I love sharing my experiences with it but i think sometimes we feel like oh well especially with men that you must be crazy and um, there must be something overly wrong if you need to speak to something or someone about your feelings about where your mind's at but without doing that oh, i don't know where i'd be now but i've literally let leapfrogged into the best place of my life and i'm the happiest i've ever been but again it's always juggling juggling the balance between everything i find is um is my hardest area did you hear what he just said he said learning about yourself your mind and your emotions is the most important best thing he's ever done mm. that's what i do for that's what i do for work i fucking love it because mm. without knowing ourselves we we cannot be happy in the in the world outside exactly so you said you said mind and body is probably one of the biggest areas mm. what makes it challenging for you because like you talk to someone who's who's like a fitness freak they're like look what are you talking about it's so easy so where do you struggle? Uh, I guess for me, it's, it's struggling to have that consistent routine, you know? And I, and I, I sometimes let, if something small happens in one area of my life, it can affect everything else. And I'll have this domino effect, right? Um, and it's quite interesting. I've actually done, I followed the same guy, his name's Alex Becker, the guy that I, when I sold my car and had him teach me everything um, that I, I, I knew about how to launch software online. He's doing this crazy thing right now. He's doing a full dopamine detox. So he literally sold his house in the Hollywood Hills, sold his phone Ferrari, sold everything he owned, moved, dumped his girlfriend. It's like full extreme, moved to this other other, other city. And he, and he said and he, he's removed all areas of dopamine out of his life. And he, like, so no video games, no TV, nothing. So all he can do is natural dopamine mechanisms right so you uh he'll wake up he'll go to the gym he'll then just do work and then after about a week your body then is desensitized from all the all the false senses of dopamine like instagram scrolling notifications all that type of stuff and then 
he can really fully work in that one specific area. And I, and he, and he said something really interesting to me about how you can't just cut out one or two things. So say, for example, if I went out drinking, that's going to lead to then me not getting sleep, to then me eating bad, to then me eating, um, watching Netflix, to then me just this constant ro role of this negative domino effect, right? And I can then sometimes see if one thing bad happens in one area in my, in my life, I'll be impulsive that I'll then say, go eat like rubbish, then I won't want to go to the gym. And so having that consistency every single day to show up because I sometimes find um, I'm, my, what my mind's telling me to do and what my body's telling me to do, to do is totally two different things. So I'm constantly, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm not healthy. I, still, I play tennis three times a week, but the only times I see myself my body getting out there. It's when I have my tennis coach there or my PT there holding me accountable to go. Cause if they weren't there, I think I'd have this fight where I'd end yeah. up not going. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So building better routines in that area. And you also said maybe, maybe relationships isn't the strength. And I always say that relationships can be the biggest source of pain and pleasure, but also mm -hmm. the least um, understood, like, mm -hmm. you know, so how, how, what's your mindset like in that realm of your life? Yeah, so it was interesting because that, that was why the first time I went to a psychiatrist as well, I went in this party stage was I had this breakup and it just tore me apart and I had all my happiness was from this other person. And I, I had to really look into myself into why am I so upset and broken? Like what was she giving me that I wasn't giving myself? So that took a little while to actually really dive in and to figure out why wasn't I happy purely by myself? And then I got into another relationship, probably rushed in, well, definitely rushed into that, um, probably about seven, eight months after the, after the other one ended, and that other one was five years long. But uh, that one ended in December, and this time I was really self-aware, and I, I was totally fine. I was definitely hurt afterwards. It was very upsetting, but I didn't go off the rails. I was in control. I, um, I, the reason I ended it was I noticed myself again slipping back into trying to make like all my happiness was coming from someone else being happy and I was overcompensating to make them be happy and their problems almost became mine. Uh, and when you become in this role of trying to be a savior, it can really then, you then end up being the person that needs to be saved almost as well. So I uh, cut that off um, and luckily enough, I didn't go off the rails and I was actually, um, actually not, I was aware, I noticed what um, the things I was doing. I did lose my shit once or twice, but um, aside from that, um, I was much better. No partying, <laughs> I was good. Um, but in the relationship sense, I'm, I'm also was talking about with the just just people in general. You never know what people's intentions are, um, and it's quite interesting to see when people message me. They'll message me saying, "Hey, I just want to pick your brain for a few minutes. Hey, I just want this from you. I want, I want, I want, I want." And you know, I'm always wanting to help people, but. Um, there's when, a line, right? There's a line, and then you see, well, what's the what's the benefit of me doing this um, for this actual exchange? It's not a fair exchange, you know. So, and then sometimes when you end up helping too many people, you feel so drained. So, finding that balance of how do I ensure I'm not overexerting myself, um, and at the same time as giving as much value and help to others as I can at the same time as well. Mm. Um, and I think a big part of that then ties into the whole making sure all areas you have balance in all areas of your life from your fitness to your health mm. um to that to the work and and learning as well you know like i'm always learning i'm never not learning people think i know everything in my area but if like and I, at that one period of my life years ago 
I almost thought I did. I was making great passive income. And but then I slowly started seeing it go down. And then I saw the market change. My finger wasn't on the pulse anymore. So I then noticed that I don't, this is never not going to be a forever thing. You have to be constantly grinding. Um, and there's always someone else, else coming up under you. There's always another shark there that wants to overtake you, right? So um, getting keeping that finger on the pulse and always mm. learning. So balancing all of that um, is my biggest struggle, I'd say. But um, I think I'm getting into a good routine now. I feel like you are yeah, too. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's, there's two more things I really want to cover off um, before we wrap this up. I Because we're talking about being rich and being happy. I want to know what would just be, what would be like three to five core principles for anybody that wants to create wealth, mm -hmm. become rich. What would be three to five core principles? First being, however much money you want to make for yourself, you need to find a way to give that much value to someone else. So say you want to make a million dollars, right? How do I then create, give a million dollars of value to either you could say 10 people at a hundred thousand dollars you could say you could break it down to a 47 dollar product like i did but give enough value and reach enough people to give whatever you want to others and then that's that will always be a way um to get that actual wealth again money is a byproduct of value so um ha have your core principle and your core goal is how do i provide as much value to others um and then you'll make money from that versus how do I make money for me? Uh, it'll be a lot, it's a, uh, it's a lot harder to do it that way. Have you tried both Sorry, ways? I turn this one off. Sorry. Yeah, I have tried. Yeah, I have tried both ways. Um, the first way, that's why, that's what my uh, mentor said when I sold my car, I'm like, I need to make money. I need to do this. And he's like, stop thinking about yourself for the minute. Think about others. Right. So um, a lot of people think that people that make money are like greedy, but it's so funny then that, you know, your mentor said to you, no, think about other people. Yeah, correct. And it was, it was really interesting because again, that's what it's come down to be my core passion is other people, right? Um, people that know me that they don't actually see me buying that much stuff for myself. I don't really, I couldn't tell you the last time I bought clothes, probably two years ago, right? I like to spend my money on travel or other people or helping, right? Um, so that was one core, um, two core principles there. Oh, what were the two? So one was... One was give as much value to others in the amount that you want to make for yourself. Yeah. Um, to change your mindset from um, how do I provide as much value to others? So money is a byproduct. Of money is a byproduct of value. Provide as much value as you can to others. Again, um, similar to the first one, but um, yeah, money is a byproduct of product of value. Um, three, again, do what you love. And I know this sounds super cliche, but I. And maybe with my ADHD brain, it's even more so. I could not do something I didn't love doing. <clears throat> and I think people are, too, are really scared to go out and find something that they really love in life because they might be comfortable now. They might have a great paycheck that's coming in. Um, or even if it's just, just getting by, right? People are scared to take, get out, leave their security blanket and actually go out and um and find something that they love right i remember one of the biggest things with me is when i had uh, a couple of million dollars in the bank i was getting complacent i stopped and i got really um i freaked out i was like well i'm not really motivated and driven and i also had drive and that upset me i'm like so how do i get the drive back and i actually spoke to grant cardone and he said you need to spend it bro you need to spend that money um 
and invest it, like so spend it in real estate, but get rid of it out of your bank account. Don't have it sit in your bank account because when it's gone, you're going to be hungry to make it again. And it was so true. Um, but uh, yeah, but so not getting, um, finding that happiness in something that you truly love. Again, very cliche, but there's no reason in this day and age we can't go out and do whatever we want. The whole nine to five thing is really dated. And again, if you love the nine to five thing and that's what you love, don't change, right? Never. I think, I think there's a big stigma of people saying, you need to go out, you need to start your own business, you need to be an online entrepreneur, you need to do this. But if you love what you do, then that's totally fine as well. And if you leave what you love, you might end up hating what you're doing, even if you have more financial freedom and ABCD, you might be in a, in a worse off mental space, 100%. right? Yep. So, but if, but if you want that extra um, money in life, or you want that drive, or you want to travel more or freedom, then, but figure out a way on starting something that you love, or even if it's in the space that you love, like I said, for me, I do like internet marketing, but it's not what I love. What I love is helping people. And I use internet marketing as the vehicle to do that. Right. So, um, yeah, but finding out what you love. And then I guess the last key thing I would say to, to, for true happiness and, uh, oh. and wealth yep, yep. Um, would be uh, going out uh, and having that balanced life, making sure you're learning as one. Actioning is the biggest one. Learning, actioning, actioning, and enjoying. Um, I think people will do the learning part, but <laughs> they won't action and then they won't enjoy. You need to give yourself that time to enjoy what you've actioned but you can't enjoy it until you actually have action. So taking that action and you, you will be amazed what happens when you actually start to action stuff. Again, so cliche, take, take action. But when you do, it just starts to be a domino effect of positive things. And we are so, like, we are so scared of failure, right? But there's no, you will never fail if you don't stop. You failed if you haven't started, right? It's just like, if you want to, if a guy wants to kiss a girl, right? Um, if you, if a guy goes in a nightclub and tries to, he has a chance, right? There's a chance of it succeeding. If he doesn't go, then it's a hundred percent no. He's already failed, and it's quite interesting how the world has changed, or um, I guess almost manipulated our minds into this. If you, if you told a five-year-old to give a rose to that girl over there, the five-year-old would run over and sprint over with the rose. Um, because he, he's not scared. He hasn't been conditioned to be worried about failure, right? And it doesn't matter. But when we're, if you give it to an 18-year-old kid, he might be scared. He might be nervous of the girl. What, what about rejection? What about failure? What about this? All of that stuff, you've already failed and you've already been rejected almost if you haven't even tried. So just go out and try whatever it is you are doing. You have a better chance of success than if you don't try at all, which means you have zero chance at all. So learn implement and then enjoy boom mm. and so those are powerful team for everyone listening uh and thank you for being here listening watching if it's live or on the replay that that's that's from the mouth of a millionaire who has who has really cracked the code what would you what would you say are three to five principles for happiness for happiness yeah i think i think real like for me Every single day, I always start. I always start my day by, and I've only done this in the past two years, and it's made a massive difference. Into really just sitting down in the morning, and just thinking about some experiences that I've had in my life that I've really enjoyed. I really find by when you think about 
things and spend that time. I, I guess you could call it a, a type of meditation, I guess. Um, but really thinking about things I love and I've enjoyed. And that puts me in a mindset of getting ready for the day to then work towards having more experiences like that. Um, I think becoming learning about yourself, learning about yourself, yeah, how you, your mind works, learning what doesn't, what, like, if, you, if you are not happy in life, really diving in and getting really vulnerable into what those things are that, that you're missing in life and find out how to give that to yourself. Don't look for that externally. Mm -hmm. Find out how to give that to yourself. Um, so if it's confidence, how do you then become more confident? Learn, learn about these things online. There's heaps of resources. You talk a lot about this. Um, so learn to give yourself what other people might be giving you to be happy. So when you're happy with yourself, that's when you can truly be, help other people um, whether it's in business, relationships, family, um, learn how to really get, um, face those fears that, that are in yourself because often we will hide from our fears rather than face them. Um, another thing that makes me personally happy is I love playing tennis. Like for so sport, um, you're like, you're obviously being Guinness World Record or you know how much it least excites you and makes you feel good, releases those the good chemicals in your body um and a big one for me like sleep if i don't get my sleep i am so <laughs> not happy i know these sounds so cliche and simple but people really don't honestly life shouldn't be hard it's not <laughs> yeah a lot of these things aren't hard and if you see any and again if you start with a few of these it just dominoes into other good habits whereas if you do the opposite it'll domino into the other bad habits right so if you don't get enough sleep you're going to eat like rubbish you're going to watch netflix you're going to not be productive whereas if you do these things it's really going to help so i'd say so for me sleep my sport really start in the mornings with a positive positive um outcome and i guess for me as well as I work better personally in three to four hour bursts right i'm gonna i'll say to myself okay from 11 till two that's my work time and I, and I know I'll get a lot more done then. Whereas if I'm going to say, I'm going to work from nine till 10 at night because I need this so bad. I need to drive. I need this drive. I need this grind. I think you need to reward yourself with some break time as well. Cause I, I don't think our brains can really function at a hundred percent for 12, 14 hours straight every single day. So um, making sure you have that balance there uh, of learning, implementing. And again, like I said, and then, then enjoying, right? So very, very similar from, from wealth and health. They're quite similar in, in a few ways as well. Yeah. 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 So lastly, Luke, mm -hmm. whereabouts? Cause I mean, you, I saw your social media blow up. Mm. I saw it go from like, I don't know, 20,000 followers or something to hundred and what are you at now? 140 something. I think I saw it with my own eyes, people. <laughs> um, where can people find you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram, which is just at Luke McGuire, M-A-G-U-I-R-E. Or uh, you can go to my website, which is lukesworld.com. Um, and there's a bunch of free content there, free webinars, uh, give you trust for free on my softwares. I'm not one of these people that'll just, you'll jump on there and then you get smashed with emails. Again, I'm all about providing as much value as I can to you. And again, my whole principle is making things lazy for you, automating things for you, and really showing you that online business and how you can start to make a passive income, whether it's on the side or you want to make it your full-time job uh, and full-time income source is quite simple. You just need a traffic source and an offer, uh, whether it's e-commerce, local marketing, affiliate marketing, there's all training on there for free that you can go and check out there. 
Um, and if you have any questions, you can uh, message me on Instagram as well. Um, any, anyone of John's audience, I'm going to uh, look after you guys as much as I can. And uh, any questions, just hit me up. Learn, action. What was the last bit? Enjoy. Enjoy. There it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching live or replay, listening if you're listening to the podcast. Luke, thank you so much thank you, mate. for being it. a part of the show. It was fun. <laughs> All right, team, have an amazing day, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys.